And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm joined on another Zoom conversation by the one and only Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, and Davy Rispin from the Rispin blog and also from the centre of the universe, Universe Courtown. Um, uh, people would dispute that, Davy, but everybody from Courtown really does think it's the centre of the universe. Yeah, yeah, we, we like to think so. Um, but yeah, at the minute it's, it's, it's very up in the air because... Like even Corton and Bohemian, there's a bit of a divide because we're not even allowed cross borders now. So although it's one parish, it's far more than two kilometers. So we're only literally allowed, um, you know, in the in the close radius of where we're at. So uh, it's it's very um, strange at the moment. Obviously, as you can imagine, it's the same everywhere else. But we're just uh, we're just getting by, you know. It's funny you mentioned that divide because it brings me on to. The, the interview you did last week with the one and only Alan Nestor. Um, what an absolutely incredible interview it was. So open and honest from Alan Nestor. But he talks about the, the amalgamation of two clubs and, and maybe put that idea in your head there. Um, how how uh, the, the club, I think, was formed in 1995, if that's right, Blackhall yeah. Gales. And they went on then to win a senior championship in 2003. And, you know, does that not, does that not whet the appetite out there in Bohemian? Um, I don't know. I, I let them decide for for you. But when he was talking about that, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" And I knew exactly where he was going with it too. But I, I suppose it just shows and the the strength of them, you know. But and then like whatever happened after that, because you look at them, and th- this was in his own words, you know, where they're at today or where they were at last year or the year before, and how things have just gone, you know, the other way, which is very unusual considering the success they had and. You could you could liken it maybe to a little bit to the way it was with Mead, you know, back fifteen or twenty years ago when we were challenging and winning all Ireland titles and then suddenly, you know, maybe underage was maybe neglected somewhat or not given the attention it deserved. And I'm not saying that's the case in Blackhall, but if you look at their underage uh progress in recent years, it hasn't exactly, you know, set the world alight. And for a big catchment area with two clubs merged or amalgamated in that there's no reason why they shouldn't now I think there is a bit of work going on at the moment but they're like they're like everyone else they they have to catch up and they have to try and get themselves back to where they were and you know to where they were in 2003 or even 2004 they're, they're a good bit away from it but look at as Alan said himself progress has been made they've kind of stabilized now in intermediate and they look to kick on this year or next year whenever whenever we get a championship you know yeah, yeah. Kieran, just on the the whole amalgamation thing, like um, you know, it is a big catchment area there, but they're hampered a little bit by, you know, Dunchock on one side of them, Dunboyne the other, Kilcock the other side of them, 
And while it is a big enough area, maybe maybe um, uh, like Bernard Flynn discussed it with me on his interview. A lot of people are moving into the areas from outside of Mead and maybe their loyalties lie across the border, maybe five miles down the road or ten miles down the road. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one because they have a decent history. When the Fela came to Mead in 1992, they actually hosted Lawn Rangers from Kerry, famous club that won the All-Ireland Club in 1995. Uh, and it kind of shows that Kilcloom were actually Division 1 and they were actually quite a good underage team. And probably a lot of them lads actually ended up probably being on that senior team in 2003 from the Fela Division 1 team. It would have been about, well, I suppose about uh, 24 or 5 at that time, so it would have been perfect timing. But it's hard, like... The, Batterstown Club were probably more famed for hurling back in the day Kilcloon probably more the football side but since then they've done up the facility in Kilcloon it's a lovely spot up there it probably just as you said a bit geography as well they're surrounded by big senior clubs they're beside Kildare in Dublin they probably actually don't get a lot of championship games from the county board because of the geography but it is hard I suppose in these newer parishes in Bertha Commons that you actually have a lot of people that don't identify with the area and maybe they, they, they'd rather play with some of the senior clubs. But as Davey alluded to, there is a lot more happening at juvenile level. And even at the hurling side of the things, they're actually back playing. They hadn't played hurling for about five or six years, and they're back now in the under-12 leagues. So it's great to see that they actually have teams in the goal games, etc. And football-wise, they actually won a few under-14s. and Maybe lower divisions than that, but still, from a team that was barely participating, they're actually fielding in all divisions now, which is great. They are, and, and it's great to see them um, uh, making that progress. It's just tough, I suppose, um, for a team like that, especially um, with the history they had and, and, and that great team that Alan Nestor and all the brothers played on them and, and they went on to win so much. And as Alan Nestor said in his um, interview, you know, he just thought that this was going to be the way and that he'd join a mead team and they'd be winning All-Irelands and, you know, the whole lot. But um, it just brings me back then as, get, as well, Davey, to the interview with Bernard Flynn. And just something I wanted to bring up on that was something that he mentioned about, you know, the influx of people into Mead. Like, while Mead is growing and it's getting much bigger, an awful lot, we seem to be losing our Meadness, if, that, if, you, if you know what I mean. Um, and... It's funny because I've been thinking a lot about what Bernard Flynn was saying over the last over the last week from that interview, and it kind of it's like I, I don't understand why it sh- that should make our meanness even more prominent, and that when all these people move in, that instead of us getting watered down a bit and our meanness, our loyalty to me should become even stronger, you know. But it's it's going to lead me on to a question from somebody else now in a couple of minutes. Um, somebody who got in contact with the podcast um, uh, who's actually from Cavan but listens to our podcast all the time um, so I'm just like you you being of that age because you yeah. are of that age group like what is it that like is are, are we losing our identity um, or, or what's happening where is where, where is that lack of you know patriotism to me gone yeah, I, I picked up on that too in that interview. Like he said, a number of things which I thought were really interesting, but that was that was really one of them. And thanks for jogging the memory. But, you know, even he even picked out his own club. He even picked out St. Column Kills in that. And he, he talked about Dunboyne, uh, Dunham Rashburn, Retoth, Dunshockland, uh, St. Column Kills, St. Pat's, teams around that kind of East Mead area who would who would be probably having this influx of maybe dubs coming in to live in the last 10 or 15 years. And um, 
we sort of losing our identity. And you brought up the point as well, Mick, about you know other distractions such as soccer and and rugby and that, and that's definitely valid too. And, and Aussie from, rules. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> at the very top, it, it has definitely in the county capacity, but possibly not a club yet, thankfully. But yeah, like growing up, I would have seen it. Soccer would have been the big one, and I when Bernard was playing for me in the early days, that wouldn't have been a that wouldn't have been a, distra- a distraction. Lads probably would have played a bit of soccer during the winter, but GA was no, always you know number one. Whereas now, especially at the underage levels, I feel that if there's a clash. Like I, I'm involved this year with with our underage for the first time, and we find ourselves having to pick a night that the soccer's not on or the rugby's not on, just so we'll get numbers. If we don't, we'll have we'll have maybe seven, eight lads max. Whereas if we pick a night that suits everyone, um, we, we'll have fifteen or sixteen, and that's not the way it should be. But unfortunately, that's the way it is at the moment, you know. And there has to be a compromise. I'm afraid. Yeah, it, it, it just is. And, 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 and all the hard work that the county board are doing, they seem to be, they seem to be doing the right things and making the right moves. Um, you, you could maybe say, you know, you're closing the gate after the horse is bolted and whatever, but you, you have to close that gate. And you have yeah. to do it at some stage. And, and the Mead County Board are doing it. And we've seen a nice take-up in, uh, in recent years from the underage uh, system. Um, it's going to lead me on to something. I'm going to bring Kieran Flynn now in onto this as well. Uh, just a, a message there from a guy, Porrick Farley is his name, um, a huge listener to the podcast, uh, never misses any of them, and thinks we're doing a great job and whatever. But he, he he's asking a question about, you know, the All-Ireland Club Championship. And he's like, he's a few different aspects to the question. Number one, do teams, or do players and teams uh, have their goals and eyes set on uh, an All-Ireland Club Championship at the start of the season? And number two, why have Mead clubs not won uh, an All-Ireland Club Championship? Kieran, you know, is, is it even a, deb- a debate? Uh, it's an interesting one. We kind of look at why do such big clubs, the likes of Crossford and Rangers and uh, the likes of Nemo Rangers and even Carrafin in the modern times, why are they so good? Like, why, what do they do that's superior to other counties? And a lot of the time it is, they usually are great geographical areas that they, they have a lot of players to choose from. Like in Cross McGlen's time, they've actually a lot of lads who aren't native to the parish play with them. Nemo Rangers is a big city club. Corrafin is geographically one of the biggest or parishes in the country. So that does help too. Like, for example, uh, just take Port Leash, who've won an awful lot of Leinster titles. Uh, they're the only team in that town like, could you imagine if Navin was the O'Mahony Simonson effective and they all played in the one team? Yeah. Like, if we had a Navin Gales, for example, we would be probably competing at the All-Ireland level. So it's probably a historical thing there that some of our clubs are slightly diluted, that if they actually combined, uh, we would be a lot stronger. Not to say that, of course, you see Slock Neil in Derry and they're only tiny and they, they nearly got there and they've, they've done so much at provincial level. It, but they're a special case. I think it's a serious thing to have that amount of GA in a parish. But I don't. The reason probably me teams haven't done as well. It's hard to pinpoint. I know Walterstown done Shockton, Summerhill have done so well in Leinster and that. But it's it's difficult Waterstown, probably. Waterstown lost yeah. in the Ireland final, so they did. So. Exactly. And uh, Dunshockland were defeated. I remember I went to the game and Doctor Hyde Park, Kieran McDonald, and he betting by himself across Malina. I think did David Crimmins get sent off? No. 
someone from Dunshockland got sent off. I think Cribbins, who was playing the forwards, came into the backs and crossed the line and won handy enough when they finished. They won the All-Ireland then. So, me clubs have been around, but it's it's very hard to pinpoint why like why Ratoat won the senior last year. Yes, they did poorly. Like, some of their players weren't there and it's hard to, you know what I mean? But well, maybe we will do it someday, you know? It's hard to tell. Yeah, absolutely. But that brings me on to, to Davy, like, and the other part of that question. Do players even think about an All Ireland Club Championship at the start of the season? You know, to me, I don't think you do. The only the first time you start thinking about it is when you win your county title. But there are clubs out there like Currafin, like Schlockneil, like um uh, Cross Midland, Nemo, who at the start of the season, their aim is to to be in an All-Ireland Club Championship, whereas most counties and most teams, their aim is to be in a club final and, mm. uh, and win their county championship. So what are your thoughts on that? Then? Yeah, that's an interesting one because I suppose the, the thought process there from them teams is that they dominate their county championship year in, year out. So yeah. that at the start of the year, they're not saying, oh, we're, you know, we're going to win a championship and we're happy out. Like even I, I look at... Um, uh, Cavan Gales in, in Cavan you know what have they have they won three in a row now is it? Uh, no not in, uh, it's uh, Castle Rand have won the oh, last two Castle Rand have won the last two but like Cavan Gales won 10 out of 11 championships at one stage were beaten in a, an Ulster semi-final by St. Gauls uh, after extra time and St. Gauls would on to win that All-Ireland final mm. that was probably the best chance a Cavan team ever had but at the start of that year they would have earmarked yeah. an Ulster club final. They wouldn't have been looking at a club championship final. Exactly. And I think Castle Rahan were on of the same sort of view in the last year or two. And then the likes of your Port Leash in Leash, you look at Nemo, you look at Cross McGlenn, as Flinner said. Whereas in Mead, fair enough, we all know the championship isn't as strong as, as we might hope it would be, but it's always competitive. You know, you've done it back to back, but very rarely has a team done back to back. Yeah. let alone three in a row. So the likes of Retote, we'll say, for last year, their goal was just winning the championship and then suddenly you're into bonus territory and the year before, you know, Dunboyne. So I think that's probably a little bit of the mindset. You have to look at it that way and the Retote lads, a few of them won the championship and this is, geez, we haven't been away. We're going to go on a holiday. They ended up missing the Leinster campaign and it's all to do with mindset whereas on the flip side of that, the teams like Cross McGlenn, Portleash, Nemo, whoever it is, the start of the year, they're not going to book a holiday for the week after the championship final because they have firmly their eyes on provincial glory as well. There is a real good chance that they will be going into Ulster Championship, whereas in a Mead Championship, you've got five or six teams that can win that championship. A team can come out of left field and go on and win that senior championship. Like with Hope, for instance, last year, while we all know how good they are, they've been stumbling at the quarterfinal spot for a number of years. So when they go on and get to that final, they're, they're putting all their eggs in one basket. It's that club title, their first ever senior championship title. So how could you be thinking of, 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 or, or thinking of, of, of going into an, an All-Ireland club championship? I think, I think like, his point about it was is that it's the most, most prestigious cup to win after an All-Ireland uh, uh, title. I don't think it is. I don't think enough teams think about it that way. I think that, as you mentioned, you've got three or four teams at the start of a year who are saying, right, our goal is get to a provincial championship and then to go on and win in All-Ireland. It's not to win. Their, their, their main aim is not to win a club title because they've been doing it for a number of years. So they kind of, 
you know, are used to it. Look, that's the, the we asked, he asked me to ask the question. I didn't think it was worth talking about, to be honest with you. But look, it, it, it's done now. We all kind of are of the similar, similar agreement um, on that. Um, moving on, just wanted to mention again, we've done our Patreon interviews um, over the last couple of weeks. We've had some brilliant ones. We had Bernard Flynn, um, ex-mead uh, 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 player um, and legend. Um, we had Alan Nestor on, absolutely fantastic. And Davey, uh, we're going to announce it now. You've got an unbelievable um, interview lined up for this week coming. Yeah, we, I reached out. Um, I killed the two birds in the one stone, so I'll probably give the, the run we're doing a plug first. So we're obviously doing the run that Simonstown, Navin O'Mahony's trim and Blackhall Gale's done this week for this weekend. Sorry for do it for Dan. Uh, we're doing ours next Sunday. So, you know, in the lead up to that, we got a, we got a good message off Johnny Murtha. So, I said, Jesus, it'd be great to get a message off Graham Garrity as well. And uh, spoke to Packy Henry and I says, look at Packy, we have, uh, we have uh, the run coming up. It'd be brilliant to get a video off Graham to wish us all the best of luck. But also I said, I've been trying to get him for a long time or, you know, have ambitions of getting him for a long time to do a podcast with us. And uh, he says, Grant, he says, I'll, I'll chat to Graham. So he chatted to him anyway. He says, no problem on either counts. He gave me Graham's number. So I, I gave Graham a quick ring. He did the video, got it, got it over to us, and he says, yeah, yeah, happy days. He says, one of the evenings next week, we'll do a podcast. I says, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, let you know, obviously, straight away. And we, we threw up on Instagram to get questions into us. So that'll be taking place at some stage this week. Don't know when, but we'll, we'll get it done. Um, I suppose we have a bank of questions, but if there is any more that any of the listeners have, get in touch with yourself, Mick, or, or through us on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we'll include them for them. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and that's one we're all looking forward to. The, you know, the the I suppose he had the the naughty boy uh, kind of a persona about him on the football field, but he was our naughty boy, and we absolutely love Graham Garrity. That's one not to miss this week. We also uh, this week on our We Are Mead podcast, we we did uh, an interview with Barry Tedder, and so did Kieran Flynn. Kieran, you uh, interviewed Barry Tedder for the Mead GA. Um, uh, website and uh, the new website is up and running. I think you just need to unmute. Yeah, there you are. Tell us about the new website, Kieran, and then go on to the interview with Barry Tedder. Yeah, so on the website, uh, for unfortunately, for probably a few years now, our website hasn't really been up to scratch, and it's been kind of a hard thing to navigate. And sometimes you you go down a dead end, you'd be in a cul de sac, and you wouldn't even realize how do I get out of this cul de sac, and you'd be wondering where the hell is any of the content and. It was frustrating, barred the fixtures and results, which I suppose people wanted. But we basically, we've got a new website. We've tied in with the kind of official kind of partners of the GA in club and county. And it's kind of given it a very fresh look. So when, obviously, when our fixtures and results come back, they'll be a lot better on mobile. A lot of people used to criticise the fact that you try to look at group tables on the website and they come out in a bloody vertical. And they were very, you couldn't understand them. So actually, if you if you check, for example, the, any of the four provinces, uh, Leinster, Ulster, Munster, Connacht, or for example, Wick local there, Monaghan, there's a few local counties on the same template we have, we just have a slightly newer version. You can see exactly how the fixtures work, etc. So it's exciting in that regard, and it's mad to kind of get going. But uh, on the website as well, like you're actually you're able to access this podcast on the website. If you go to mead.ga.e forward slash we are mead, you can actually access the website and access this podcast, which is great. And then just when you asked us actually about Barry Tether, yeah, Barry actually contacted uh, me and he contacted you and said, can we get our message out about coaching and games? We're trying to say 
we're we're doing so much now, kind of different, even though the lockdown is here, that we'll put out on the official channels and then we'll get out with Mickey as well and we're getting it out everywhere, which is great. Kieran, just uh, if you can just, um, I suppose, tell us, what is Barry Tedder's uh, role within the Meet GA for the people who don't know? Yeah, so he kind of has a, a double job in the sense that he's a GDA, which is a Games Development Administrator, which essentially... That's working with games development in the county. So he'd work with the squads, for example, a lot of strength and conditioning with our underage squads. He'd do a lot of kind of um, strength and conditioning with uh, kind of clubs as well. This is where he goes into a second job where he's a GPO as well, which is the games promotions officer. He's with Simon Sound Gales. And for about 20 or so hours, which is half of his working week, he'd be in with their club trying to get their goal games in order, their academies, just their pathways to try and get, for example, a child who comes into the Simonson Gates at five or six years of age, how do we keep them in lifelong games of Gaelic that maybe in 15 years' time they'll play B-League football, they might play senior football if we're lucky, or even just stick with the club, be the, be the secretary, PRO, or even just attend the games and have an interest. So he's kind of games development with the county, but then he's also games promotion within the club. So it's a busy old week for him, so it is. Yeah, it really is. And, and uh, Davey, from you speaking to him as well, I've been speaking to a couple of lads from other counties and, uh, you know, he's a busy, busy man. Even in the lockdown, he's, he's a busy man. And um, the, the, the GDAs and GPOs, they're coming up with loads of ideas and they're keeping, keeping the young footballers around the county really busy at the moment. And it's great to see it because they're, it's so transparent. In a lot of other counties, it's not. Yeah, no, that's it. He said he said to me off air really that he's uh, he's probably more busy now than he ever is, you know. And uh, he says you have to improvise, and everything's done online, so they're having these calls to, you know, brainstorm ideas, and then trying to implement them is difficult because you have to communicate with the clubs. Whereas normally, you know, on a daily basis, they'd be in and out of the schools and the di- the different clubs, so they'd be on the ground. It's far easier to kind of get the message across, or you know, let people know what they're doing then. Whereas now, you know, they're trying to interact with all, I think, 59 clubs, you know, or the, the, the vast majority of them, and uh, to, to come up with these new innovative uh, things that they're, they're working on at the moment. And there's some great stuff going on. And, um, you know, he's a loud man, uh, born and bred and, and proud, but uh, I, I think he's an adopted mean man too. And he says, you know, the, the success that, that we've seen in recent years, particularly at 17 level and that, whilst he's probably not directly involved with those teams, he, he gets a great sense of fulfilment from, you know, the work he's done in the, in the lead-up to that, whether that's with development squads and whatever. Um, and, he, and he's seen them develop through to, to senior level now with the likes of Matthew Costello, who's a young man coming through. And, uh, you know, he's worked with Barry. And, and for Barry, that's probably a job well done and, and a nice bit of recognition for him as well. Yeah, it really is. And, and, and they're doing a fantastic job. And it's great that they're so, so transparent that, that they want to get their message out there and that they're not avoiding people. They're actually actively seeking out interviews like this. Um, whereas in other counties, they're, they're not so far coming, um, which is brilliant to see. And, 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 and his whole uh, loyalty to, to what he's doing with me. As you said, he's a loud man. Really comes across somebody saying, you know, like, and, and, and his wires aren't crossed in any way between Loud and Mead. Yes, he's a loud man, but the work that he's doing for Mead, he loves when he sees uh, it, it all coming to fruition. And he mentions that there's plenty of GPOs in Mead that aren't from Mead originally, but they all have the common goal of trying to make GEA better throughout the whole country. Um, absolutely brilliant. And just while we are on the county board, we are going to have an interview with Seamus Kenny, Operations Manager of Mead GA, and Connor O'Donoghue, 
uh, this week. Um, we'll be going out in our We Are Mead podcast. They want to uh, uh, talk to us about Mead, the Mead Games programme and uh, divisional competitions, um, especially the divisional competitions, and just get their, uh, uh, um, their uh, thoughts on what's happening uh, out to the general public. Again, I want to remind you, don't forget to go onto our Patreon service. If you're a loyal royal, get onto our loyal royals Patreon service for the Graham Garvey interview coming this week. Also, we have the Bernard Flynn and Alan Nestor one. They'll all be available to you. All of our interviews will be available to you uh, if you've missed them. Connor Nash, a few weeks ago as well. Sign up, you'll get all these interviews, and the Graham Garrity one especially is going to be um, a really special one for the younger generation, the Davy Rispin generation, whereas Bernard Flynn um, was more my generation. Also, on this week's um, Patreon service, not that I think anybody will, will want to hear it apart from Gary McGovern from Kells, he, uh, he's been pushing for um, me to do the best 15 players I ever played with. The only problem with that is it goes back through so many decades. Um, on that old of a man. Um, but Gary, you'll be delighted to know I'm putting pen to paper and we will have it out this week. Um, it's not easy. Um, uh, I've played football with some of the best footballers uh, in Mead on, on Simon, at underage when I played with Simonson. Um, then uh, I was in a boarding school in Mullingar and I played with some fabulous footballers from around the country. DIT, I played with a couple of good footballers in there. And then obviously I moved to Cavan, played with a great team down there in Drummond and played with fo- uh, football with Cavan seniors as well. So I played with a lot there. Came back, played with a few good players in Mead in 2008. Um, and then obviously uh, Simonstown senior team over the last few years. So we've had a lot of players to go through, Gary. Um, and uh, I think that Patreon... Um, podcast is purely for you i thought it was a joke when he said it first davy Rispin. oh no but he's yeah, no, pushing the, for the last few weeks yeah well that's it and i, I think i you did let it slide and to be fair i didn't really follow up as much as i did but I, I was i knew he was serious by it but then he kept he keeps texting me every week and he says when is brennan doing this <laughs> and uh to be fair i've kept on you this week you know i've, I've like i've sent you three or four different reminders just to let you know that it is it is happening so yeah, guys, guys, well done. We've we've got him. <laughs> yeah, you've got him. You've got him. So there's still a couple of positions up for grabs there. If any of the lads want to send me a few bob there, I'll throw them in. <laughs> um, I suppose the next thing to do is Instagram interactive with Davy Rispin. Kieran Flynn will be joining us again for this, and we are going to go through some of Davy's questions. Yeah, uh, first one is from Flynn's uh, cousin Niall. A uh, little bit disappointed with this one because he's obviously got his wires crossed, but he says, why Rispin's 10K time was nearly better than his 5K? So I corrected him and I said, uh, that was an 8K I did. So I did I did a 5K in 24 minutes, but my 8K was in 40 minutes. So he obviously thought I did the 10K in 40 minutes, which right. would definitely raise a few eyebrows, but uh, I, I reassured him that that was just 8K. So um, I'd be happy to do... 10k in, in 50 minutes i think did you did you do uh did you drive it the the ak <laughs> no no that's you're not allowed to drive that much so uh, oh, I, yeah. I kept it in my kilometer radius on my ak run so yeah doing donuts in the car park <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that that was uh that was niles when i just had to correct but one david there. there's a lot of scrutiny on that trav app now i think it's like a thing now where you have to watch you have to watch all the players because you know what don't say any now lads are running and that and there's a lot of scrutiny amongst the players as well making sure that the lad runs the right time and there's no messing yeah because certain lads did a lot better than 
we know them to be, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've <laughs> seen I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of chat about that in the last few weeks, and uh, you know, you you could literally just pause it and then take a two minute breather and then go hell for leather again. And I think we we speculated that Sean Duggan might have been at that last week. So, uh, <laughs> But but to be fair, look at it, it's it's all good. Once people are doing it, that's that's the main thing. And I've seen some ridiculous ones. You know, Keen McBride, I think here did one in did a five k in like sixteen minutes. Uh, Brian or Kevin McGrath, Brian's brother, did one in something similar madness. And I noticed Brian uh, Brian McGrath actually did his uh, run for Simonson. He did forty two kilometers today in under four hours. Something crazy like that uh, I text him when I seen it and I said Jesus lad and he says he went full Boris Gump on it he just started running and he says he just didn't stop 42 kilometres 42 kilometres in 3 hours and 52 or 3 minutes that's the marathon is it or close that's to that's the marathon yeah, yeah yeah, absolute crazy like and obviously Simon said, and I, Sean Tobin did Sean Tobin did something I, Sean Tobin definitely did 40 kilometres plus as well and he I did think a Connor, backwards 1K or something as well, which I yeah, thought that, was hilarious. That was very, that was very good. And uh, <laughs> Connor Nash did one as well. So, like, the Simon St. Lads really were pushing out the boat now. I don't know where they're struggling to get the kilometres in, so a few of the fitter lads had to step up and do a few more because <laughs> the likes of Mickey Brennan wouldn't do any. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what the crack was, but great effort put in by all the lads there. Uh, excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Kieran Flynn will get your times off you next week. <laughs> I just have to get a dog. I might have to get one of Davy's puppies and I'm sick to watch the dog. <laughs> I'll send you I have plenty of pictures, Flinner. I'll send you a few. <laughs> next question. Uh, Flinner loved this next one actually, and it's from Owen J. Brennan, and he just says, I love Flinner. There you go. Yeah, don't, don't worry, the 20 quid will be in your account by next <laughs> <laughs> Um Next one, and it's a, it's a typically brilliant one from PS Tapes. He says, uh, uh, who's better with the ladies, Mickey back in his prime or David if he ever hits his prime? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the unfortunate thing there, uh, PS or Peace Tapes, um, is that uh, uh, poor David didn't see me back in the day, so I can make up anything here. So again, I can keep <laughs> all the information off him and always have a, uh, be a, a story story ahead of them then you know just, that kind just of be way. careful Mick you never know who's listening to this podcast so yeah the less said the better I'd say yeah <laughs> um, but the PS actually asked a great question a couple of weeks ago and we said we'd come back to it and it was if you had to Kieran, you missed this one if you had to kick an ex-mead footballer in the ghoulies who would it be and why um, and that is still playing on my mind I'm still trying to pick an ex-mead player that I'd love to kick in the ghoulies and uh, and why, Kieran? Would you have any? Would you have any uh, players from the past that you would like to give a kick of the goodies to? Dude, I, I think my position as the public relations officer for the county board might somehow restrict me from kicking anyone in the Bagoolies. <laughs> yeah, it, it might, but it might give you a reason why you want to, <laughs> even if you don't do it. Maybe, maybe some, who's what, the oldest still alive, maybe kick him, so at least he won't kick me back. Exactly, yeah. I was thinking something like that as well. But P.S., I'll be coming back to you, so I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is from The Killers 11. I don't know, actually, his, his real name, because he's surely not part of The Killers. But he, he says, uh, will Dara Green ever make his comeback for Navin O'Mahony's? And Dara Green would have uh, would have been my age and would have played underage with O'Mahony's all the way up and was a fine footballer. Um, and and I'm sure if he was to go back to O'Mahony's, he'd certainly be pushing to get on that senior team. Not sure why he's not playing anymore, but uh, 
I don't know. Is a comeback on there or not? I'm not really sure. Too many distractions. Yeah, possibly. Uh, next one is from Owen Griffin, uh, one of the Clan of Gale contingent, and he says, Conor McGovern's downhill spiral since the few points he scored against Down. So that was, of course, the infamous 18 points he scored. And in fairness, Brian Kelly has latched onto this one, and Brian's got back to us with, uh, with the stats on it, and he says, never knew 18 points was only a few, 12 from play. So that was that out, that outrageous performance, and I there's, think there's a bit of a hill. There's a hill in that new Abbotstown centre of excellence. There's a big hill, so I tell us I'll be happy. He scored the twelve points down the hill. Yeah, but outrageous scoring and uh, a little bit of tongue in cheek between the Clan and Gale lads. But a few points is definitely uh, a little bit more than eighteen. But anyway, um, <laughs> Colin Colin uh, Colin McCreevy with the next one, and this is probably Colin, one yeah. Years. For Kieran, he says, "What plans of the GEA for season ticket holders that had club also?" It's an interesting one. I know there's been a lot of talk about what the actual terms and conditions are. The only thing I can suggest is because it's a GEA ticket that you do contact them directly. Because Emma told me there uh, from Dunham Ashburn, she's direct. She's uh, the ticket manager in Crow Park. Like she'd give you a straight answer. She'd tell you what you're entitled to. I know with the county side of it, I know that because of the National League, they're not going to be refunding them because, in fairness, you nearly would have got the price of the season ticket in the National League if you attended the matches because it was, what, five games by 20, so 100 euros worth of tickets there. I know maybe it would be in the best interest probably to refund the club element if there is no club, but the only thing is, do the terms and conditions allow it? You know yourself, the, the bottom line is where the, the law was catch out. Yeah, but I think in the spirit part. of it, the club one, the club one should be, or even if they defer it, that you you have to buy next year's automatically. They don't give you a refund; they just give you the next one, or they put it on your balance, or whatever. But I don't know. I can't surely, make them decisions. Like, surely there has to be something because, like, you know, it, it, whilst it's unbelievable value, in fairness, it's an awful lot of people would show, would splash out on that at Christmas as a present, and that, and, yeah. you know, it is a lot of money. Although in the long term, it's great value. So you feel. That when there's nothing going on, you know, you feel that when it is back, some sort of allowance would have to be made. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, just, it's just hopefully they do something because they don't want to lose customers for the following year. That's it. You have to think with your business yeah. head there that you're not going to upset your future business. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, um, so, yeah, Colin, a good Monaghan man living in Navan um, a good while now. And I think his allegiance to Monaghan may have switched, um, seen as though he bought. Uh, 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 a season ticket for 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 me football and uh, good good advice. Go to Co Park, speak to them because they're the ones who who issued the the, um, the season tickets. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And he got in touch to say he was watching the all of the Mead All Ireland wins as well. Um, and I said he was an adopted Mead man, a uh, bit like a uh, bit like Barry Tether there. But uh, next one is from J underscore Baldy zero eight. Uh, and this goes back to the question from last week or the week before. And Mick, you may have the result of this, or you might have to go look. And was the question for Barry's or Lions tea? Can you remember? Which? Oh yes, that that ran that ran on. Uh, you you continue, and I'll have a look for that. Yeah, so like he's probably looking for the answer. I thought on that you teed one. him up there nicely, Davy. I thought. Oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we might give you another question, Flinner, when Mickey is looking at that, uh, looking for the answer to that one. If that's all right. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, the next one is from <laughs> from Peter Duffy. Uh, uh, Pete, great. He was actually out and about as well for Simon's Sound today doing the doing the ten k. Uh, he says, "Will Davy ever get 
uh, get rid of his uh, hair quiff. Yeah, well, I'm only I'm, I'm looking at you there now, and the hair looks to be in timely fashion. It seems to be a, a, a nice cut there now. Not nothing fabulous now, but just professional enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just looking at your 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 haircut there as well, Davy, and you've definitely had a trim since the since the um, since the lockdown started. Because if you look at mine. Right. If you look at my hair, yeah. it's fairly long, so it is. <laughs> it, it is. Mine's gone mad. You know, <laughs> yours has gone mad as well, Kieran. But no, no, Davy, no, okay. yeah, well, what you think, lads? Look, Davy, is there a is there a hairdresser in your house? Uh, I I may know a hairdresser. There's definitely not a hairdresser in my house because let me tell you, um, my mom actually decided to do a number on my dad the other day with uh, with the razor and uh, absolutely butchered him. You'd want to see it, lads. Uh, she thought it was a number three blade. It was actually a zero blade. And this massive clump down the back here. I'll send this video in a bit. It's absolutely horrendous. So she had to skin him. Um, and I wasn't letting her near me after that. So, yeah, I, I did get did get a cup, but it wasn't from my mom. <laughs> Make I have, the answer to that. I have the results in. And uh, it's a resounding win. Thanks be to God. Now, it was a tight one. 52% to 48 in favour of... Lion's tea. The nation has spoken. The people of Ireland have had their tea, and it is lion's tea. Yeah, thanks be to God. Yeah, so that's that's it. Fifty-two to forty-eight percent answer. Excellent, in. excellent. It's conclusive. Um, last one, lads, for this week, and it's probably one we might get. Uh, we'll definitely get Mickey's view first, and if Flynn wants to chip in, we can do as well. Uh, it's from Brendan Cage. Brendan's always good for a good question as well, and he says, "How long will Andy Max stay for?" Personally, I think he should remain until he has had enough. Yeah, um, from speaking to him as well last week and doing that interview with him, but I never mentioned Andy McEntee as well as available on the Patreon one. It's over an hour long. Fantastic insight into the man. Um, he's, he's got a three-year term and, you know, see out the three years and if he wants it again and meet are progressing, absolutely keep him in the job because his passion for me football is just second to none. And... That's what we need, you know. That's what that's what uh, Bernard Flynn was talking about. You know that 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 get up and drive from me football. We need that back. We need to get the uh, you know the, the the people of me, the real me supporters behind the team as well, and 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 just keep keep this progress being made. You know, and if Andy is still making progress in three years' time, give him the job again. Yeah, no, I, I, I would go along with that, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we've become, definitely in the last 15 years after Sean Boylan, somewhat similar to big clubs in, in England playing soccer, that when a long-standing manager goes, you, you go, you know, 10 or 15 years swapping managers every so often and that. And what we've been crying out for in Mead for a long time now is a bit of stability. And Andy's come in, he's, he's kind of done his first sort of term and he's into his second term now, if that makes sense. So... I think Kieran, he's definitely done three, and this is probably his next set of three years. Is that right? Yeah, I think so, isn't it? Because he's he's done the three, and he's heading into his next three. Yeah, like, I'd be echoing what you're saying, lads. Uh, he was picked as the best man for the job. Clearly, at the time, he he had done a great job with the minors, even though unfortunately he didn't pick up the All Ireland. But it was a great Dublin team that defeated them, and then of course he he won an All Ireland club with Bally Bowden Senendas. And again, you don't have to talk to the man to realise how passionate he is about me, GA in particular. And he he brings a good network of people with him. And that's always kind of flowing and he's trying to get the best people in. So as long as he shows the same passion he's shown, I couldn't see a reason why 
he'd want to step away and then in our case at the Mead County Committee why we'd look elsewhere either I think you have to if you sign up a fella for three years you've got to give him three and then you, everyone reviews it professionally and they say do you want this do you, can you do it again for another three absolutely keep her knit then yep 100% here, here. Um, I think that's everything for Instagram this week Mick yeah no bother at all that's brilliant um, and thanks to everybody for getting in contact with us through Instagram and through the different um, uh, social media sites that we are on. Um, Kieran, have you anything else from the Mead County Board at the minute? Uh, just, uh, we spoke last week, there was a special Congress on, on the Friday and then there was a, a webinar just for the, the County Board to attend about fixtures and they just kind of had a frank discussion about potential competition structures and what counties have to do to be prepared and there's nothing really new that you could, of groundbreaking significance, only that county boards have been asked to uh, get different options ready based on potential comeback times, be it uh, July, August, September, October. Basically, if we're allowed back to play games, what will you have planned to do? And our county CCC are doing that at the moment. So uh, the GA are very much uh, given the commitment, though, that there'll be no premature return to games. It'll all be done within the HSE and government regulation that we'll only go back when it's clearly safe to do so. There'll be no, I know that Steve made that, there'll be no kind of, um, are we going to go back? Are we not? Is it safe? Is it not? We'll basically have to be told, yes, it's safe. So yeah. until then, we'll just cool the jets. But it's interesting, other other organisations around the world are, like they're talking about bringing back some professional soccer things with regards to the Bundesliga. But then in the same regard, in, in the Netherlands, they turned down or turned off the Eredivisie, the, the Premier League there. So, it's interesting. I know they're talking about the NBA going back in America, so it's interesting. There's different scenarios. They're professional. Can they cocoon people in hotels? Maybe we could do a deal with a hotel here in Mead and get all the footballers in there now. Maybe, I don't know, bed and board, maybe scrubbing the scrubbing the dishes or something to pay for the bed and breakfast or something. We'll get them in there. Could be like a training <coughs> camp or something. Delgan Park maybe might take them in and get back to the roots of Mead, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 funny you mentioned that. That's that's something that Bernard Flynn mentioned in his interview as well last week. You know, the good old days out in Dalgan Park and, uh, you know, the interaction between the supporters and the players back then. And that's something that he, he was saying we need to get back into media. And Mickey, that's always a question nearly for some of the older players, especially the ones who are forwards. Said, how would you ever enjoy going training in Dalgan Park? Like, I'd say the lack of space was insane. Like it was a cornerback, fullback's dream there. To lay thumb. So maybe that's why some of these ads were so good. Because if you could score a point at Dalgan Park, when you get to Crow Park, it must seem like you're playing in a in a, a mile open field. So how could you not score nearly when you get to Crow Park? Well, that's it. And he, and he talks about that. He says, you know, that he used to love when the, it'd be announced that training was going to be in Dalgan Park because they knew they weren't going to be doing any runs and they weren't going yeah. to be doing any. It was always going to be game scenario, um, a little bit of a warm up and whatever. And then yeah. straight into a game scenario. And sure, there used to be the hundreds, maybe a couple of thousand uh, supporters in Dalgan Park watching them train. And it was absolutely fantastic. And God be with the days. Um, I doubt the field out there now would be would be up to scratch for the inter-county footballers these days. Uh, probably not, but sure. Maybe to go back, we could do a, a, a road a road show or a road tour of some of the grounds and maybe go back to Dalgan Park for one day only, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and, and funnily enough, somebody mentioned as well to Davy Risman that we should do a World Cup of football grounds around Mead and talk about the different football grounds and find out what's the best and what's the worst football ground around Mead. And uh, somebody did say at some stage, just uh, maybe not to mention that to you, because Kieran Flynn 
and Dunsany might get a bit upset about that. <laughs> oh sure, let the let the people who don't know about football talk, you know. <laughs> well, lads, and I think we, we host hurling matches too. Don't forget. You do, you do indeed. Um, I think that's it from our uh, We Are Mead podcast for this week. Don't forget. Just want to remind us to go over to our Patreon service to get those interviews. Uh, Alan Nestor, Bernard Flynn, um, uh, Andy McEntee, Graham Gary coming up this week. Connor Nash a few weeks ago as well. We want to thank all our listeners. We want just to um, make sure you stay safe. Wash your hands and don't drink disinfectant. That's a really, really good uh, bit of advice coming from us on the We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why matters more. <laughs>